Hi, you're listening to the Founder Fit podcast and I'm your host Yash. We live in a world which is abundant with customization. Custom clothes, food and even the push notifications which carry our name. Then why shouldn't one of the most important element in today's lonely world that is mental health care be customized? Well, there is one person who believes it should be and created a social enterprise around it. Meet Daniel, founder and CEO at Because You. Because You is a mental health social enterprise that supports individuals and organizations to thrive in an evolving world. They offer group programs and workshops through a holistic mental health approach. In today's episode, we'll have Daniel talk about his inspiration to start Because You, how his experience with mental health defined him, mental health care through communities, and finally the importance of self-care for founders, including Daniel's own care routine. Let's get started. Hi Daniel, welcome to the FounderFit podcast. If you could tell us a little bit about yourself and few of the events in your life that have shaped you into who you are today to get us started with. Sure. Thanks so much, Yash, for having me on this podcast. Um, I'm Daniel, the CEO and founder of Because You. Um, I think there are two or three things that have really defined me as a person I am today. I think firstly, um, just the values that my dad and mom have instilled in me. Um, I think... From a resilience point of view, I, I can't think of anyone else better than my dad who kind of, you know, went through almost 40 years of dealing with a serious mental health issue, um, but still being there and loving us and, you know, doing whatever he could do. Um, and and my mom, just her massive objectivity and, and optimism in the world. I think all these, the resilience, optimism and the... Um, and yeah, and just, you know, those values have really stuck with me. So I think that's the first one. Um, the second one is probably my career with um, Leaders Quest. I run the India business for almost 10 years. Uh, it's an organization that looks at, you know, how do you build profit and purpose-led business models. So I had to travel the world, got to meet lots of interesting people. And I think that really defined me as a person I am. Uh, completely changed my worldview in many ways, um, and I think the third thing was is my kind of my journey with mental health issues. Um, I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder in 2015, if I'm not wrong, um, and the last six seven years have been, you know, really interesting, both from uh, understanding myself, my um, what works, what doesn't work, just my self awareness has gone through the roof in some ways. Um, but it's also been ridiculously challenging. Uh, so I think just the, just both those sides of it have, have really defined me. So yeah, I guess my parents, my career with Leaders Quest and my mental health issues over the last seven years, that's what just defined me. I think that's awesome. Uh, like having parents that are supportive is incredibly lucky and welcoming. And also that parents that have been through mental health and have an understanding is also a massive boost given that there's a lot of stigma around it. Uh, also, I think yeah, the more people you meet, the more experiences you are able to absorb from their life experiences, their influences. That's also really interesting. And yes, bipolar disorder, if you could tell me a little bit more about bipolar disorder and how that affected your work or your personal life on a regular or daily basis. Sure. So, so bipolar disorder is a fairly serious mental health issue. Um, some people call it an illness um, and in the, the it's obviously a spectrum right but but the basic thing is it's it's a mood disorder 
so you can get into really low moods where you you know you can get into really bad depression so for me for example i you know dealt with depression on almost for 6 7 months where it was really really intense um you know can't even get up and go don't have the inclination to go have a shower go to work meet your friends do things that you really love to do that's right? so that's what kind of you know uh, you're not the, you're not the person you are so that's what the depression side is the low side um but the other side of it is you kind of you know you're super uh, exuberant you're excited you you have lots of ideas you don't sleep um and that's the other side of it so you kind of go high so it's high and low um different people deal with it differently so, um for for me you know I, i think i was lucky in many ways that i caught it early at least i i, I realized what i had early and i worked on myself um very early on um yeah but you know um it's quite a like from i would say if if there are multiple things to do uh similar to all mental health issues like um, unless you do ma- many many things including meds therapy self work um the journey is quite tough so that's a little bit about bipolar ah uh, that's i think must be really really hard having both extreme cases uh it would be really interesting if you could share what you do to ground yourself right like when you're going through a low phase you're very aware of it how do you get yourself around and like hey i am aware of this how do i bring out the best of me given my current situation and also when you're in a high phase how do the people around you take it like it becomes challenging for them as well right like when you're so high on energy a uh, lot of thoughts lot of creative even on your physical health because you're not sleeping much so how do you ground yourself when you're low how do you ground yourself when you're high uh, if you could tell us a little bit about that yeah sure so so i think um i mean after doing this for 7 years i i think what i've realized is you can't wait till you go down or go high right the the trick is to figure out when your mood start to change and when that happens that's when you need the intervention right so that's one thing so so grounding is just a constant journey it has to you need to ground yourself daily during conversations in between meetings uh during like having a good nighttime routine for example all of those are grounding techniques and I, and we can speak about that more but the important point to to talk about is you don't wait till you hit the low uh, you you need to you know obviously you can wait for it but then it's much more difficult right but the the trick really is if you're able to build the self awareness and you know that there's something happening and usually it happens in the body right so all mental health stuff the trauma is stored in your body um so immediately like for example i know that you know there's a little bit of ball of chest of energy in my chest for example like what does that mean does that mean my mood is going to go low or is it going to go high and and then i it's almost like okay now that i know that what do i do right so if i to if to avoid going lower down you probably need a little bit more you know outdoor time you need movement you need exercise um you need you know a good conversation uh, whatever is it d- different things will work for different people um but for me i know like that's a trick that i that i think is really important so that's one and the second is um is to build resilience you need to build it when you're stable you know so when you're feeling good that's when you need to do like 
when you go to the gym to work out, that's when you need to build the resilience and build the self-awareness. Uh, so there are two aspects of it in the way I look at it. So don't wait till it goes low and low high. You kind of work on it when you're a little better. Early intervention and consistency. I think if I have to pick two things are incredibly important for somebody, irrespective of the mental health disorder that you're going through. I think those are the two very important things that they need to practice. So like what does because you do? What is the kind of impact that you're trying to do? Why are you building because you? Sure. So, so through my journey, I think I've realized that there are two or three things that really worked for me, you know, so, so, so for me, it took six years to kind of get to a stage where in the pandemic, even when there was so much external chaos, you know, internally, I was really stable, you know, the, um, and that was, you know, quite interesting right, for me. <laughs> so, um, so, I, so because you was kind of formed as a way to say, can we create a more humane, um, collaborative, long-term sustainable way to look at mental health you know because um what i've seen is that a mental health issue can completely disempower you right it kind of you lose sense of your identity you kind of lose sense of your potential uh, you kind of feel that you're not good enough um and what i truly believe is that all of us who are on this journey actually have lots of access to wisdom and creativity you know um and you know like a cheeky way that i mean for some people it's it's obviously really really difficult for most people it's really difficult but if you're able to get the right support if you're able to work on yourself if you're able to just be consistent on this journey like you said um at a certain point in time you will realize that your access to you know this creativity this wisdom this deep empathy that you have for other people just goes through the roof you know and um and then it's just beautiful because then you're then you know like because what happens is a mental health issue kind of stops you it kind of makes you prioritize it makes you really go slow it makes you understand yourself better and that is basically consciousness right so uh, i believe that if you go on a mental health journey you raise your consciousness and in a way because you is is helping individuals and organizations raise consciousness okay um how we do that is multiple ways we do programs workshops um we work with individuals and we work with organizations and but really the 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 goal for each one that we work with is we just get try and get to see them in their own potential we want them to realize that oh wow i am actually capable of doing so much more um as an organization i need to really think about my employees in a really systematic you know long term way um you know let's like throw out these one off workshops these bandaid solutions that we have let's look at it more from a cultural practice you know so there are two different things that we do which happy to go into detail but at the core of it it's really like how do we get people to believe in themselves and to see that this journey can actually be beautiful if you you know um, go slowly and go gently i think that's really inspiring and i have some amount of relatability because i've been i've had my fair share of mental health issues and uh, yes i definitely agree it increases our awareness consciousness about the things that are around us things that trigger us and it also makes us take a step much more slower than we would normally do like generally the 
mentality in today's environment is hustle push your boundaries push your limits but going through some of these things makes you take a step back be like hey i want to achieve something but what is the most practical time frame that i can achieve in without having a significant toll on my mental health so i think that's uh, very much needed and also i think there's a lot of folks like as per stats i think there's 72% of people that undergo some sort of mental health uh, condition whether it's in a very small case or a very large case so very much needed yeah yeah and yeah sorry to interrupt but I, I was just thinking you know one of my colleagues says a beautifully she says if you have a brain you've got you've got some sort of a mental health condition right because if you think about it mental health issues is a spectrum so all of us at some point in our life will have some sort of a mental health you know issue right it could be like even grief like losing someone is a mass it takes a massive toll on your mental health right um like burning out uh, losing a job um losing a friend whatever it is it, it does take a toll on your mental health and obviously there's a massive spectrum um so so yes to you know the fact that 72% but i'd say 100% of us at some point you know need some intervention you know and i think it's just common sense to make sure that so i truly believe that if you put mental health at the center of your life everything else becomes easier right your career your relationships your the the way you show up in the world um if you start to understand yourself better if you start to understand like even like you said triggers but well, what are triggers you know like does it mean that we should know what our triggers are probably impossible right because anything can trigger us anything can cause an emotional emotional distress but what do we do with the trigger how do we release that energy how do we you know come back to stable um that's the that's the trick i think that all of us can learn irrespective of whether you are diagnosed or not diagnosed it doesn't matter to be honest um so that's one the second is the thing about slowing down is i truly believe you can slow down till you figure out what makes you tick what it it really gives you the thing of saying you know what you're doing is it are you sure you want to be doing that maybe you have a higher purpose in life uh, you know and in some ways i think that's what happened to me right i think i loved my job and i realized that i wanted to have a deeper impact in india in in the in the social space um and i use my skills to now build because you right but it does not mean that i'm going slow right now i'm doing a million things right now uh you know so it just means that you have to take stock really like build up your arsenal of sorts um and and then when you're ready you can just go all out then you don't need to slow down you can go at 100 miles an hour but then you at least you have the tools to figure out how is it how you can deal like re- run at that pace because usually that's the problem like right? we we run at a pace and after like a couple of months we burn out so the trick is how do you run at that pace con- consistently being able to find that sweet spot of like hey this is the pace that i want to run at i have everything else figured out like if i uh, come across any sort of trigger i know how to ground myself i know how to release that energy and convert it into something productive i think uh, these are things that are very very helpful so uh, you are a dad you are an entrepreneur you are a mental health advocate you even have your own fair share of mental health issues how do you manage to wear multiple hats how do you navigate through all of these things on a daily basis uh that's a really good question i i think i've realized that i cannot compartmentalize stuff um or rather i can compartmentalize stuff 
but by integrating it by harmonizing all parts of me uh, that actually is more sustainable right so for so for example like i'm lucky enough to have a job that is that is really flexible you know so i choose my hours now not not a lot of people can say that but i think being an entrepreneur you can you can kind of you know figure out your own hours right um but i also want to spend you know so i want to build up a, a profit uh profitable impactful business on one hand on the other hand i want to spend as much time with my child as possible because she's at a beautiful age she's 3 years old and she's you know she's starting to become her own person so i want to spend as much time as with her as possible i know that at a global scale i, I want to have an impact on the on the global discourse on mental health right um i know that for all of this to happen the one thing that needs to be constant is my anchor my well-being anchor needs to be really strong you know so i need to make sure that my energy is good my my well-being is taken care of um so for me like everything else will happen as long as i take care of myself you know so so i have multiple routines that i do right so um so for example you talked about grounding like what grounds me um so for example you know uh, being with my child grounds me right and when i say being with my child it's completely being with her no phone nothing when i go to a park with her it's you know one one and a half hours of just being with her out in a little bit of nature right um nature grounds me uh, my child grounds me um exercise is super important for me so i make sure i work out at least three or four times in a week um i know that you know like the breath is such an important part of our of stabilizing thing so i i do i have a yoga practice that i do twice a week um i make sure that and, and the the key thing that i've realized is you you can do so many things right different things work for different people but for me like i need flexibility so it's not like i have to work out for 30 minutes at 5 o'clock every single day that will never work you know because my calendar is all over the place but i know that in a week i have to work out four times so when i work out is up to me um you know so that adding the flexibility in is really important um knowing that you know like any time there it's there's way too much stress or there's way too much overwhelm i have to disconnect and just go spend time with my child right so there are some patterns that i have realized that were really work for me um but but that's the one thing i can say you know if you know anyone who's listening to this i think taking care of yourself making sure your well-being is is paramount like the reason we we're doing this uh, podcast this week and not last week was because i didn't sleep well last week right and i said yash i'm sorry but i can't do it this week um so so i push out stuff because if i'm not in a good space i just push it out because you can do everything in the future but you can't take care of yourself you know so um so so taking care of yourself is super important and then really integrating it so i i have designed my life around my child uh for example you know so i get time when she's in school when she's sleeping to work in the night when she's sleeping to work but the rest of the rest of the time we divide it up between my wife and i for example um like when when she's sleeping i sit and do my writing you know i do a lot of writing um so so there so there are different ways in which i'm harmonizing rather than compartmentalizing if, if there's no like 9 to 5 work and then 5 onwards it's never going to work for me um and i i would you know encourage anyone to kind of look at integrating your life rather than you know se- separating it out yeah i think uh, you've got the right strategy and 
one thing that you touched upon which i feel is very important is being able to take care of yourself before you're able to do anything else right like your own well-being is a priority and i think that's even the goal of the podcast like we want to share stories of entrepreneurs that have being able to take care of themselves through which they increase their own productivity they're able to create better impact make better decisions help the people around them and inspire them to do better so i think uh, what you said is really inspiring for a lot of folks even for me personally uh, being able to take care of yourself has to has to always be your topmost priority yeah yeah take care yeah and and there are different la- there are different layers to that right like i think that to me is your foundation <laughs> like you you cannot be a you know you can be a really successful entrepreneur but you'll probably burn out in 3 years if you don't take care of yourself correct so so that has to be foundational right the taking care of yourself i think one level deeper is really spending time reflecting on the why you know why are you an entrepreneur why are you doing this thing is it to make money is it to make impact be really clear about it if it's to make profit yeah great so you know what your purpose is right you want to create jobs whatever it is um another question to ask yourself is why am i doing this is this an ego thing uh because i'll be on you know the forbes 30 under 30 and people are going to see me as an entrepreneur or is there something deeper here that i'm trying to create you know so so i always have like ego ego uh what do you say flags when when i try and do something i always say is this an ego is this my ego talking or is this my real self you know and and when we start working with our ego that's really when the fun stuff begins to happen then you'll start saying no to stuff because you think that's just your ego talking you know um so there's this beautiful just a journey of self awareness that as entrepreneurs we have to go through um and it comes up in so many cases right for example working with other people as an entrepreneur you have to work with other people you know are you able to connect with them at a at a human level rather than at a transactional level um you know um so so i think one is taking care of yourself yes but the another deeper layer is all these things about ego your place in the world what do you really want to do what, uh, you know do you really want to do everything in 2 years can i take instead do it in 10 years instead uh, do you want to build a long lasting institution do you just want to like you know raise money and become rich off a vc you know no judgment right but let, let's just be clear about it I think that's very true knowing what the true purposes or the true reasoning or motivation behind our actions uh, would really make things a lot more clear give us a lot more perspective about it and I think this whole segment about our discussion about what it means to be an entrepreneur self I think is probably going to be one of the most important things for anybody listening to this podcast what are your thoughts about mental health i mean we did touch upon it a little bit but the stigma that is there especially in a, in india Uh, where accessibility to good psychologists is low uh, even if people have accessibility there's a lot of stigma there's a lot of barriers wherein they find it difficult to reach out even if they are comfortable because of peer pressure and what do you think is the change that we as a society or as a community need to embrace to make sure we are more supportive of people going through mental health issues uh, helping them overcome it a lot more sooner and quicker No it's a really important question and something that I think about a lot. Um I think for me you know when you suddenly say that my son or my daughter deals with a mental health issue the reaction that you get from people is usually one of sympathy or one of shock right um 
whereas if you say the same thing about you know whether it's diabetes or a fracture or whatever it's it's, it's so common um so i think one thing we need to realize is given that there's so much change happening in the world we are in a pandemic like there's a war going on um you know inflation is through the roof um like there, there are so many massive things going on around us right obviously our mental health is going to get uh, sort of get uh, affected uh, so one is just realizing that all of us at some point or the other are going to deal with this you know so, so let's not be so shocked about it if you have the brain is the most complex organ in our body of course something is going to go wrong right it doesn't mean that is the end of the world um so that's one just normalizing that a lot of us have it right and do it the second is that i feel that you know we almost cover or we have a have some uh, glasses uh, rose covered glasses when it comes to mental health issues right it says oh this person is dealing with depression that means he's not going to amount to anything in his life right why i mean their depression is yeah we we've gone through depression obviously for some people it's really difficult for others you'll probably get out of it in a few months right it does not mean that i cannot run a company i cannot you know um, be useful to my society anyone is going to mental health issue will can get out of it if they have the right support you know so let's not assume that people are not capable just because they have a mental health issue i think that's the biggest message that i want to give anyone you can you can thrive you can have your own company you can have a family you can travel the world uh, even with a serious mental health issue okay obviously you have to do a lot of work to come to that stage but really really we can there are thousands of people all across the world who are doing that right now um so so i think you know like so i think these two things are really important for me just the normalizing of it and giving people a chance and saying yeah okay he's going through a tough thing my role is i don't need to know everything you know i don't need to know how to deal with that person but at least can i be with that person while he's going through stuff can i understand can i learn a little bit more like what is what is bipolar disorder what is depression what does it really mean you know why is why are they acting like that um so there's a little bit of you know and i understand it's difficult because you know the spectrum is so wide there are different people react different ways so it's really difficult for a bystander or for a caregiver to deal with this um but the more we learn about it the more we understand it the more we realize that okay you know we we can get through this together it just makes life much easier both for the person who's going through it as well as for the other person now yeah i think that's very interesting what you had to share and i had a, another question so outside india like whether you talk about europe uh, america they have this concept of support groups whether it's for addicts for people going through different kinds of trauma some sort of thing uh, what are your thoughts yeah. on creating support groups or community based support system wherein it's a you don't really need to share all the details about your life or anything you can go share your story takes or lessons that people will relate to you people will understand your situation and uh, that also creates a massive impact it gives you some amount of confidence that hey there are other yeah. people out there and they have overcome or they are able to deal with it and i will also be able to do it so what are your thoughts what what do you think we need to do to enable or bring that sort of a support system in in Yeah so a couple of thoughts first i i think the most useful thing about a support group or a community based approach is that you realize that you are not alone right and that is huge because if you're going through a serious mental health stuff or even any any emotional distress 
you're almost like why why me why why is this happening only to me right a support group or a community based thing suddenly says oh wait i'm not alone <laughs> there are actually lots of us who are dealing with similar issues right so that's one of the biggest effects or the the advantages of a community a group based approach uh, the others obviously you can learn from other people right you don't have to you can learn from other people you can see what they are doing you can do stuff um and then you don't have to do it alone you can go do it together right so um so the second thing is there are support groups in india already right quite a lot especially if you can afford it if um, it may not be as popular as in the west but there are a bunch of support groups in india um and you know you can access them um especially if it's it's for people who i guess are listening to this podcast you can probably afford to also go online and you know figure out a support group right so there are a fair few groups uh, because you is a group based approach to mental health right so we are you could think of us as a support group plus plus which is it's not just a support group where you come together and talk about difficult stuff in your life it's also a place where you you are facilitated through a process of change with facilitators so all our all our sessions that we do are in groups so we don't do one on one stuff we have you know we have um people who we refer our clients to but everything that we do is group based so you come in you have a group based approach you learn something um it's not a the, there are two sort of psychiatrists not psychiatrists two uh, what do you say therapists who are who are the leaders of the other facilitators but they're not the experts there's no webinar style it's more uh, they they facilitate the process you know and then there are you know usually our groups are 10 12 20 um and you kind of learn something but you also give something of yourself you know so uh, so that's that's a gap that i found in the market in india that you know right, rightly you, you said it right then we can do lots more with support groups and at the cert- at a certain stage support groups have a glass ceiling you know because like just talking about stuff is not going to solve your issue <laughs> you know you need you need some strategies you need some tips you need to almost try and you know do so a bit of digging um, so as a very open ended as a very reflective we do a lot of journaling we do a lot of art we do a lot of uh, stuff um yeah yeah i think uh, very interesting like what you're trying to do with because you and I think we need to probably bring down the price point or the affordability for support groups and make it more accessible. I think that might be the bigger challenge. Yeah, and there are also lots of free there are lots of free support groups as well, right? So most support groups right now are, are all free in India. Um so it's not a it's not a question of money to be honest. It's a question of the the number of support groups and the people who are actually, you know, holding it um so and it's it like the thing is we are still in india we, we the, you talked about stigma right we are, we are still hesitant to talk to a therapist or uh, a one on one person so imagine trying to come in a group where you're going to be with strangers and talk about stuff you know so that is one of the biggest barriers to support groups and to group based work um it's not about a price point uh, barrier okay yeah so what would your advice to fellow entrepreneurs be like in terms of how do what should they do to take care of their own well-being how important it is for them to take care of their own well-being um so really good question again i i think i think for me each person will have their own well-being routine right so what works for you will not work for me um 
I think the key thing that anyone has to do is realize why it's important. Once you realize that you're able to operate at a much higher level, you're able to just, you know, completely be with another person or you're able to run your business or you're able to, you know, go 10% faster than what you used to because of your well-being routine, then it's like you will never do anything that, you know, um, sort of puts your well-being routine in the back. Back, uh, back seat, right? Uh, when you realize that, oh wow, this is what happens when I take care of myself. Then you are not going to go back to. You know, then you are not have, going to have a trouble like waking up early, going for your yoga class, all that. You know. Um, so I think that is the most important thing. Like realizing that the why of doing the of well-being routine, like it will completely change the way you operate. You know, I truly, truly believe that. Um, and the second thing is that is so individual, right? So. Like I think there are a few patterns. So, for example, sleeping really well, resting well, is is hugely important for all of us entrepreneurs because we're constantly in our brain thinking about stuff. You know, so we need to make sure that we get at least six to seven hours really good rest at night. And usually, what happens is people have a morning routine. You know, but I think a night routine is even more important. Like what happens one or two hours before you go to bed? You know, like do you switch off your devices? Do you like read? Do you have a hot, warm shower? Do you have a glass, glass of haldi do? Whatever it is, works for you. You know, like soak your you know, your feet in hot water. There are multiple things that that work. You know, but a nighttime routine, I think, is one of the most important things that any entrepreneur can do. Um, and then, obviously, there are multiple things: right? the exercise, the movement. Um, that will depend on each person. So then, it's almost like the third thing is you almost have to create your own individual well-being routine uh, based on your Your calendar, your availability, your travel. Um, how do you make sure that you have time and space every single day for you know um, for rest and re- uh, recuperation, right? It's it's not a it's not like this thing of working six days like a dog and then the seventh day you rest does not work. Just does not work. You we have to make sure every single day, even if it's half an hour a day, we need to do something for our for our well-being. So that's my three steps. I think you hit the nail on the head with this. Uh, each of us might have different preferences, different routines, but having something that involves taking care of our own well-being is extremely important. Uh, and also, I agree with you on the nighttime routine. A lot of us often tend to focus on our morning routine and ignore our nighttime routine. But our nighttime routine is extremely important as it enables us to get good rest. And good rest leads to better decisions, better time management, more energy throughout the day. which inevitably leads to better productivity why do you think it's more important for entrepreneurs more so than anybody else to take care of their well-being um i think because you are trying to do something by yourself the pressure both that we put on ourselves as well as you know like if you're raising money if you're if you have a you have to pay you know salaries every month the pressure is immense right um so just the fact that you are trying to operate at a you're trying to run at 125 miles an hour um when there is so much pressure on you just means that you have to be so stable you have to make so much space in yourself to you know like take those 100 calls go for those funding meetings speak to your team like this the the entrepreneur is the one person who has to do a million things right you cannot like you can delegate all you want 
but at the end of the day the buck stops at you correct um, and that is immense pressure um, and those of us those entrepreneurs of among us who are not um, you know who don't like really take the time to understand themselves so to understand their bodies to understand like why i'm reacting a certain way you know if you're shouting at someone for something they didn't do who is it going to affect at the end of the day it's probably going to affect you you know in the long term um so so i i just feel that the the potential of impact of an entrepreneur is so large that the pressure that we have on ourselves is so much that you know we have to we don't have an option to take care about to take care of ourselves uh, and it's not a it's not a luxury like it's a it's you know it's as important as knowing how to raise money or to you know like figure out your marketing strategy you know your well-being strategy needs to be like right up there in your in you know in your priorities uh, i totally agree with you on that i think entrepreneurs taking care of themselves is more of a necessity than a desire and uh, you spoke about the 101 things or a million things that are on entrepreneurs head that involve stress so i think it's extremely important that they take care of their well-being uh talking about impact i think another key impact is the ability to influence a lot of folks as an entrepreneur you are able to influence the people in your life employees investors customers and you being able to have a good self care routine might inspire more folks might make them more aware or open to having such routines what are your thoughts about that yeah i totally agree and and i think that is a outcome of taking care of yourself right i think if you start with that thing of saying because i can influence somebody else i should take care of myself that kind of defeats the purpose <laughs> it's kind of first you understand that oh yeah okay when i am at this stage then my interactions with everyone just become so more so much more beautiful um, you know so so i think it's a two step process one just for self and then one for other um, yeah i think uh, the word self care itself talks about what or who is it all about uh so yeah i think i completely agree with you the objective or the thought about taking care of ourselves must be very clear we must be doing it for our own selves and then think about the impact or the influence that it can have on the people around us uh that brings us to the end of the podcast thank you so much daniel it's been lovely having you on and i had a lot of things to take away from today and i'm sure a lot of the listeners or entrepreneurs out there will find a lot of value and meaning from this podcast uh, thank you once again Thanks so much Yash really a pleasure being here if anyone wants to find out more about us you can just visit our website www.becauseyou.in or uh, you can follow me on LinkedIn I started posting a lot of stuff there um, but yeah thanks so much for having me and take care thank you so much for tuning in you're listening to the founder fit podcast and I'm your host Yash looking forward to seeing you at our next episode